It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, everyone. It is another Mock Draft Friday. I, I did this uh, on on. Uh, uh, what was it? Spotify Live last week. We're doing it on Twitter Spaces now. Um, if you're listening to this on the record, sorry, we'll do this again next Friday probably. It's time to go for another mock draft. We did a quick tankathon spin. The Magic are again not so lucky. Um, that's just kind of been my luck as I've done these spins. But I want you guys involved. I'm going to ask some of you uh, if you want to raise your hand. I don't know if that's a thing that can be done here um, to to make some of these picks and let's go through some of these draft scenarios and talk about some of these prospects as we get ready for the NBA draft. For those listening on Locked On Magic, here comes the intro. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Locked on Magic. It's Mock Draft Friday. I'm doing this on Twitter Twitter Spaces as well, so I'm not going to do too much of the intro here. We're going to dive right into the Mock Draft. Um, if you didn't see it, uh, my last tweet before this uh, before this uh, Twitter Space went up, I did do a quick tankathon spin. Uh, no, t- Only one team in that bottom four ended up uh, in, the, in the top four, as luck would have it. Um, so I want to use this time, and we're going to use this time every Friday, to just kind of go through these draft scenarios and, and talk a little bit about uh, where the Magic stand, what the Magic might do, who your favorite prospects are. We're going to use this as an avenue to kind of talk our way through the draft up until the lottery on May 17th. If you don't know already, my name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the, I'm the site expert over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com as well as the host of Locked on Magic. And I'm here really for the next hour to talk with you. We did this last week. We kind of bagged on the on the mock draft uh on the mock draft uh, 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 conceit or the mock draft uh, structure of this very, very quickly. Um, but I do want to, I am using that as a way to, to get us going. Uh, so KP Magic, uh, I am going to invite you to speak here and, and make the first pick um, if, 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 you would, if you would like it, um, just to get your sense of who you think the top person in this draft is. Uh, KP, are you there? Yep, go ahead. I'm right here. Hey, how's it going, man? Um, so you're, 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 you're on our mock draft here. Uh, we have the San Antonio Spurs with the top pick. Um, this is kind of the philosophical question, I guess. Um, who would you take uh, with the first pick here for the Spurs? And who would you take here if you're the Magic? Uh, for the Spurs, I would probably take Paolo. Paolo. I feel like that's probably the simplest answer for them. Um, they're in need of a, a pretty decent big man. And I think Paolo's that guy. Yeah, I, 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 I am quickly uh, getting to Paolo being my number one guy on my board. I, I'm officially there yet. I'll probably do another big board uh, next next week. But um, KP, who would you take here if the Magic were drafting one? That's, that's I think, the question we really care about. So, so this is a difficult one because I think there's sort of two questions. And that question is like, who do I think the Magic would pick in that situation? Who would I pick if I was the Magic? Uh, if, if the Magic were picking the number one and like – if it was like Wilhelm, I think they're taking Chet. I just feel like they're so sold on Chet. It's just too much of a seamless fit with their drafting history. I think Chet's just like they're in love with Chet. I, I'm I'm already pretty much sold on that. I think they're already in love with Chet. But I personally would take Paolo if I was the Magic GM. I would take Paolo number one. And, and why why would you take Paolo? 
I mean, you took Paolo as a Spurs, so explain the pick. Make the pick. I, I just feel like he, he has, out of those top three guys, he has the biggest potential to be, like, that creator, that, that scoring creator, that alpha scorer that we would need. Obviously, I think Shade on Sharp is probably up there, too, with the alpha creator potential, but I don't think that either Chet or Jabari holds that. And I think he'd be a pretty seamless fit. You can mask his defensive weaknesses with guys like Franz, J.I., Wendell, Suggs. I just feel like he, he, he fits really well with his passing, too. He's a very fluid passer. I feel like, personally, that, that we might regret passing on Paolo. So I would take Paolo if that was me. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I think you're you're definitely um uh, onto something there. Um, you know, I I've I've I, in the mock draft scenarios that that I've done, um, uh, the the mock draft scenarios that I've done, and and, and sorry if I if I'm immediate here, um, the mock draft scenarios I've done, I've kind of come to the same conclusion. Um, the big thing that this Magic team needs, the the number one thing that, that the biggest need, and and you see it play out in the playoffs. You saw it play out honestly in the way the Magic played in 2019 and 2020 in the playoffs, they need a guy that's just going to go get a bucket. Um, you know, exactly. you know, the, the, the job, like the, the quote, the quote of the playoffs to me, and there's been a lot of good quotes in, in the way this, this playoffs has gone to you. But uh, I think a reporter asked John Morant, what he was thinking when he made that game winning basket. And he was just like, I just wanted to get, I just had to go get a bucket. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of these games are decided on, you need to make a play. Clock is winding down. The play is completely broken. The defense is loaded up on you. Can you make a basket? And, and you know, frankly, um, that was the big weakness of the 09 and 10 team. I think that's the reason that's probably the reason why they lost the 2009 finals more than anything else. Um, I think that's the reason why that 2010 team fell short against Boston because they brought in Vince Carter essentially to be that guy, and he wasn't, and he wasn't anymore. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. Just he just he just couldn't he just couldn't carry the load. And again, Vince Carter had that forty-seven point game. Like that was like the one you know kind of big flash that he had. But he but you know, and I think some of it too. I don't think necessarily that Carter was completely past his prime. Although he got old very very fast, as the next year proved. Um, it, he just he wanted to fit in more than be the star. And the Magic just needed needed a guy who was going to be a star. And, and I, I do agree. I think that's the biggest need the Magic have, and that's why I'm I'm really leaning toward Paolo. Um, as my number one guy on my board, um, and as the guy, uh, as the guy that I would take if the Magic were number one. I mean, I think Jabari Smith is a very good player. We'll talk more about here him here in a second, I'm sure. Um, but but Pat, well, for every every reason you say, his footwork is really good in the post. Um, he's he can play low post. He can play face up. I, I do think his three point range is underrated. Um, you know, he's not a great three point shooter yet, but he, I think he's shown plenty of growth already in that area, and I don't see a reason why. He can't become a more consistent three-point shooter. Um, and, and I think that as well, I think his defense is there. I think he, I think the Magic do have the guys to cover for him a little bit defensively. Um, but yeah. at the, by the same token, I, I also think that, you know, he can be a good defender if he wants to. And, and that's, that's my only big concern is, you know, what does he want to be in his career? Because he can be a great two-way player. I saw, it, I saw enough at Duke, but I also saw him take a lot of defensive possessions off or not. He completely yeah. locked in on the game plan. And some of that's college. I mean, some of he, he's, he's missed a lot of rotations. I've seen when I look at his defense, he misses a lot of rotations and he's very easy to, to catch off the first step. You just, you kind of blow right by him. Yeah. And it's, it's really difficult to, to want to pin him as that, that number one dude for sure. Cause I feel like if, if it wasn't those weaknesses, he would be a hundred percent up there. Like just basically consent is sort of like what Cade was last year. Um, but I think that's, what's really holding him back. I, I really do think that, the fit with Franz, Paolo, and Wendell, and that that three right there, that could be one of the, the best front courts that we've seen in a while um, from the Magic. I just, I'm, I'm really excited, and I really hope that that if we were up to land a top three, we'd get that chance at Paolo. I just see he, he's, he's so, uh, I, don't, I don't really know what the word to say to describe it. He's, he's a man amongst boys in college. I, I agree with that. Translate, and we, we would have, we would be put on the map again. You know, we need that one guy. You said it perfectly how that was our biggest downfall for so many years. You don't have that guy that can get a bucket. I feel like Franz is maybe the only guy that is potentially there, but even then, it might take a, a little while. I feel like Paolo out the gates is probably going to be like the closest you can get to that. Yeah, I, I, I agree completely with, with that, um, KP. Um, you know, I think I, I think that Paolo, I think Paolo just has a lot of those tools um, that, that this team just needs. Again, it's, 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 it's not about fit. It's, it's really about the best player and who you think can be the best player. 
to me, Paolo is the guy that it, when you watch him play, he plays most like an all-star. Um, makes sense. He plays most like how you would expect a star to play. Um, again, who knows if these guys actually hit that high. Um, and, and to your point, like whenever I watched a deep game, the number one thing that always stood out to me was Paolo is bigger than everybody. Um, this oh, yeah. even he, he does not look like I, I think he would have been very comfortable on NBA on an NBA floor. You know what I, I found really interesting about that I was looking up. He's the exact same size as Wendell Carter Jr., but the way he flows on the court, he, he does not move like that. He moves exactly. like, like a fluid guard. It's crazy. Exactly. And honestly, that's like been the biggest surprise to me. Is is and and, and again, is I've seen a lot of Magic fans kind of talk like, "Where are you going to put Paolo? He's he's a four or five or, or or like people people have kind of like tweeted at me or sent me messages saying, "Why would we take Paolo? We already have Wendell." And I'm just like that they, they're not the same player. Like Wendell's a center. Paolo's a wing. He can post up fine because he's big, but he's a wing at the end of the day. He has he has the bonus. He has the bonus of being big and being physically dominant, but he plays like a wing, a very skilled wing, even at that size. So he, he just has like these, these physical tools to be completely dominant versus like any ma- any matchup. You know, a center is too big to too slow to catch up with him. Uh a six six forward is too small to handle him in the post. He, he has a lot of tools to be able to just bully and just destroy matchups. And I feel like that translates to the NBA. Like that's what I've seen from his tape is he takes on matchups. He takes on one V ones. It, it's just, I think it would be a thing of beauty to see him on the magic. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree completely. I think that that is, that is probably the biggest thing. And again, the biggest thing that, that the magic at magic absolutely need. Um, KP, I appreciate you. Appreciate it. I want to kind of move on to, uh, to our second pick. So if there's anyone, that wants to take the take the second pick here. Uh, go ahead and raise your hand. I'm gonna try and figure out how to take them off the speaker here. If there's anyone that wants to take the second pick, go ahead and raise your hand. Otherwise, I will take it. It is the Indiana Pacers drafting second um, in our in our mock draft, right? In our mock draft. Um, again, this is supposed to be interactive, so I want I want your questions. Obviously, we had some great discussion there. Um, looking for someone that wants to take on the second pick in the draft uh, as the Indiana Pacers uh, going once. Going twice. Um, okay, then I, I will end up taking the second pick. Um, in, in the mock draft, again, that is posted on, on the Orlando Magic Daily Twitter page uh, at Omagic Daily. Um, the second pick in the draft goes to the Indiana Pacers. Um, you know, I, I think this kind of goes chalk as well. Um, you look at the Pacers, they're really set at guard with Tyrese Halliburton. Um, they have Malcolm Brogdon, although I think there's some rumors that they're gonna that they want to trade him. They've obviously got Miles Turner. Um, they've got Buddy Heald on the wing as well. Um, I do think that this would be a really good landing spot for Jabari Smith, and he and he he'd be a perfect player under Rick Carlisle. Um, you know, I, I think I still have Jabari Smith number one on my board. Um, I think that is certainly something that could very very easily change here. Um, in the next week, whenever I decide to put out my next big board, it's probably gonna be next week that I'll put out my next big board. Um, it, it might change because I I do lean toward taking Paolo number one, but I do think I would take Jabari Smith with the second pick in this draft. Um, to me, uh, it's not it, uh, us taking Paolo over Jabari is not really a statement on Jabari being a bad player or Jabari not even being the right fit for the Magic. I think he do a lot of really good things for the Magic. Um, he is really um really good shooter, really good defender. I, I've kind of joked um to just 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 to give the Magic comparison. I've kind of joked that he's got the athleticism of Seattle Richard Lewis with the three-point shooting of Orlando Richard Lewis. And we all love Rashard Lewis, and Rashard Lewis would be it would be a great player. You, you plop Rashard Lewis on this Magic team, they'd be instantly a lot better just because of the floor spacing. Rashard Lewis was an underrated post player too. I think that's something a really good passer. I don't think Javari Smith's quite the passer that Rashard is, um, and, and I do think we underrate Rashard Lewis's defense a lot. He was really good defensively in his years in Orlando, um, but I do think that that's not necessarily the star, and, and I think that's why we tend to. That's why I think a lot of us are tending to lean toward. Paolo Bancaro if the Magic do end up with the first overall pick rather than Jabari Smith. But if, if the Magic, you know, again, he checks off all the boxes for Orlando, um, uh, for Orlando when it comes to uh, what they look for. He's got great wingspan. He's defensive-minded. He's a good shooter. He's not going to play too far out of his box. He's going he's gonna to look to fit in, um, which, again, might be part of the problem. Um, that was certainly, I think, part of the problem ultimately at Auburn um, – for this Magic team, they needed something, you know, for for that for that Auburn team is, you know, the guards took over when they needed to get the ball to Jabari, when they needed to get the ball to their best player. Um, 
I, I don't think the Magic would be wrong to take Jabari. I think he'd be a really good fit in Indiana for that matter, um, just to add more shooting to a team that was playing at a really good pace and, and doing a lot of really, really good things. quick break so I can tell you a little bit about Built Bar. Summer is coming and you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bag, in your kid's backpack, wherever, and make sure that you have everyone has a bar so you're fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health with Built Bar. You can have both. It's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. Built Bars and their puffs and their puff bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Have you tried the Built Puffs yet? We're going crazy for these puffs. They're these marshmallow bars. They're stuffed with marshmallows, and they taste delicious. You can get them in banana cream pie and even churro. We in Orlando love our churros. I had a churro yesterday when I went to the theme parks. It was great. If that's not enough flavor for you, then you might want to try the Mix Box. The Mix Box comes with 12 flavors of bar and puffs. Built Bar makes sure there's something for everyone. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Go to Built.com to get all of your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They're all delicious, and new flavors come out all the time. Check them out at Built.com. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. So feel free to raise your hand if you want to take a pick. The third pick will belong to the uh, Indiana pa- or to the sorry, we already did the Indiana Pacers to the Oklahoma City Thunder. I, I think we can all guess where they're gonna go. Um, I think that they, I think that's uh, uh, they, they pretty much telegraphed who they want to take with the third pick. But I, I'd be interested to hear what you guys have to say. And again, you know, we let, let's take Powell off the board here as well. Who would you take if the Magic had the second pick? I, I definitely want your comments and and your thoughts as well. So feel free to raise your hand. I, I will keep an eye out for um, anyone that, that wants to, wants to participate in the conversation. That's what these Twitter spaces um, are for. Um, so last, uh, so third pick in the draft, anyone want to take the third pick in the draft for the Oklahoma city thunder, the magic are drafting six. So we'll, we'll talk about some of the options there. Um, if the worst happens, uh, let's uh, let uh, Daniel did. Is that a, is that an invite to, do you want, do you want to take this pick for Oklahoma city, Daniel? Uh, we'll we'll see if he wants to jump on here. Hey Daniel, how's it going? Going well, but still. I'm doing I'm doing well. Um, you what what, what do you, what do you, before before we dive into to the Oklahoma City pick, I will put you on the spot twice here with Paolo Bancaro off the board. Who would you take if the Magic were picking second? Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith. That, okay, we're all we're all in agreement there. Then, um, in that case, third pick in the draft, I will give you the honors. Who do you want? Okay, with the third pick, the Oklahoma City Thunder would select. Chet Holmgren, forward slash center out of Gonzaga. Forward slash everything. Um, that, I, I think that is that is the right pick. Um, what is, you know, again, we'll, we'll we'll frame this to the magic. Then, go, go with how the draft is gone. Um, you know, we heard we heard JP say this earlier. Who would the magic take with the third pick in this draft? The way it's shaken out so far. The magic would take Chet. Would okay. Probably think long and hard on Shaden Sharp. Okay. Because 
do think that uh, he kind of he does have uh, he does fit the Weltham guideline. He does have the wingspan, and he does play exceptional defense. Um, but I think they would end up going Chet. Okay, I, I like that. What what is it about you know about Chet Holmgren um, that that you that you like for the Magic, and what is it about him that you don't like? What I like is he reinforces our strength of defense. He can be Jonathan Isaac um, if we have Jonathan Isaac on the bench to start the season because he can be the weak side help that Mobamba we hoped for but never really was when it came to blocking or derailing shots since Wendell will be playing more centers. Um, Chet also can run in fast breaks. So that way we continue to... Uh, be an up-tempo team with Fultz. Um, and the other thing that I like about Chet is Chet also can hit the trail threes like Bamba. If we lose Mo Bamba, you know, we are losing our best three-point shooter by numbers from the starting lineup last season. So inserting Chet, he, just like Mo, has a top-of-the-key three that he hits very well. I think he was like 39% in college. So it fits. It's a seamless fit to that. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with all that. And, you know, interesting fact. Um, you know, I was looking this up. I, I did the post on the five on five questions for the off season. Uh, Wendell Carter uh, played, I think it was about 37 percent of his minutes at center, according to Basketball Reference this year. And it was something like he played sixty some odd percent. I, I forget the exact number, but it was more than sixty percent of his minutes alongside either Mo Bamba, uh, Mo Wagner, or Robin Lopez. Um, so I I I. I Part of me, you know, again, part uh, part of me uh, is this little conspiracy theorist here. Part of me believes that part of what the Magic did this season um, was was playing Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter. They, they're, they're playing their five best players. I, you know, I don't th- I don't take much quibble with that. But part of me believes that playing Wendell Carter with Mo Bamba the entire season was a sort of trial balloon, was a sort of proof of concept that they could play Wendell and Chet together, as 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 was mentioned earlier. Um, there's definitely a lot of people that think that the Magic would take Chet Holmgren number one. He checks a lot of boxes. There, there's, you know, he's of all the players in this draft, Chet Holmgren is the only one that's potentially kind of generational. Now, I, I would argue that there's maybe a better version of Chet Holmgren coming in next year's draft. Yep. Um, but if you're looking for in Victor Wembanyama, if you haven't seen him, go check him out. Um, hopefully, we won't be checking him out so much this season. But hopefully uh, we don't. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you know, or, or if we do, it'll be because we lucked into something really nice. Um, but yeah, we, we had our penny moment again. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, but but by the same token, there are not a lot of players doing what Chet Holmgren is doing, and and to some extent, you look at who the top two MVP candidates are: Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. Those are sort of Chet Holmgren type guys. They're centers who pass, who shoot threes, who you know do things that centers aren't supposed to do. And they post up. Now, obviously, we all know that the issues with what Chet Holmgren are, his frame and his strength. He's got to put on a lot of muscle to get where, where anyone needs him to be um, physically. But I, I think a lot of that's going to come as you get into an NBA workout program. Uh, you know, this is not so much a knock on Mo Bamba, but, um, but Chet Holmgren is not afraid to contact. He is not afraid to take a hit. He will dish out a hit. He won't move anyone very much, and he'll get moved around a lot. But he's definitely not afraid to take a hit, and I think that is a big distinction with him. And and why I don't think—I mean, again, I, I I don't think he'd be a bad pick number one. I don't think he'd be he'd be the wrong pick anywhere. And, and I think again, he's going to need the right situation, like like everyone else, having good having some good defenders and good help defenders that the Magic have is, is going to help him out immensely. And even leaving Wendell Carter to guard the Joel Embiid's and Nikola Jokic's of the world is going to free Chet Holmgren up to block shots and kind of roam around the paint a little bit, which which I think could be a benefit for him as well, especially early on in his career. Right, which Will Tams tried to do since 2019 when they brought in Alfred Camino. It would basically be the upgraded version. You could have Chet as your starter and then Isaac off the bench. That way they both can, you know... You always have size. I mean, that's that's the big reason why they, they brought in Aminu is they... They got they got beat up when I, they got beat up by Pascal Siakam when when Jonathan Isaac got into foul trouble uh, and and they, they had to stick Terrence Ross on on Siakam and they, and essentially they said we're never going to be outsized again which looking at this guard group I'm like oh okay um, but but yeah essentially that's 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 what they said <laughs> yeah um, as far as what I don't why I wouldn't or what I don't like about Chet plain and simple to me Chet is the Right person at the wrong time for Orlando. Okay. Orlando, but, somebody who kind of stirs the drink 
as yeah. AP pointed out, somebody offensively. Um, Chet is not somebody who you would rely on as your number one scoring option. It'll take him time. Um, I think he could be easily, you know, kind of 12, 13 points, alley-oops, threes, you let him... Sort of like early Dwight. Early Dwight, that's, I mean, Dwight had the same body concerns. Everyone forgets that. Like Dwight said, they all said he had the frame for it. So that's different in that way. But everyone thought Dwight was too small to, to play center in the NBA. They had, I mean, the Magic actually started him at power forward alongside Kelvin Cato. But essentially that first year, they would just said, go rebound, block shots, dunks. We're not running plays for you. <laughs> right. And so that, to me, that's it. I actually am of the opinion that I think the Magic are in love with Jabari Smith more than Chet. Okay. Jabari fits kind of what they've looked for all along. And someone who can be elite defensively, someone who can roam the paint, fly around a la Jonathan Isaac, but has the shooting so that way it'll space the floor and it'll allow Stubbs and Fultz to drive the paint, kick out to him wide open. He could hit threes like nobody's business or he could allow Franz to do backdoor cuts. So I think that, I think Jabari's the one they're in love with. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I mean, that, that I think, honestly, I think we'll get to this, you know, when we get to the six pick, um, I think the magic, uh, that makes a ton of sense to me because the guy, I think the magic are actually in love with outside of the top group um, oh, is, yeah. is, is Keegan Murray. Yeah. Magic yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think they are hundred percent in love with Keegan Murray after those top guys. And, and it, that may include Shaden Sharp. That may not include Shaden Sharp. Um, but a, outside of those top guys, like Keegan Murray is like the, the light version of Jabari Smith. Um, you know, if we, if we land four five or six, I would be shocked if it's not Keegan Murray. Yeah, no, I, I, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think we're still definitely figuring out our board here, um, to, 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 to get, get going. But I, I would, I would bet the magic of Keegan Murray is higher than almost anyone in this draft. Um, th- thanks a lot, Daniel. Appreciate, appreciate you jumping on. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna move on now to the, um, to the uh, fourth pick in the draft. The fourth pick in the draft being held by the Portland Trailblazers, getting to keep their pick um, by jumping into the top four. Um, so I'm curious, you know, this this definitely throws a wrench in the draft since since they have Damian Lillard, they have Anthony Simons, so probably no Jaden Ivey. If anyone wants to jump in and pick for the Blazers, now is the time to raise your hand, um, you know, make a, make a request to speak. Uh, I apologize. I know someone made a request to speak earlier. We were in the middle of conversation, so we, I, I wasn't able to, to jump on with that. Um, so if you'd like to make a pick for the Blazers, I'll, of course, ask you who you would take if you were the Blazers and also ask who you'd take if you were the Magic. Um, to, to, to continue talking about these guys. Otherwise, I will end up making this pick and, and figure out who the heck Portland would take since they are set at guard. So that would drop Jay Nivey down a spot um, and potentially open up the door to some chaos in this draft. Um, so I will say going, any, anyone want to take the pick for them? Don't be shy. I do not bite, I promise. Going once, going twice, sold. Okay. Uh, the fourth pick in the draft to the Portland Trailblazers. I'll go ahead and make the pick for them, unless there's any last-second requests to jump in. Um, you know, Portland. I, I think they're 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 in a really interesting spot. Obviously, the biggest need they have is is at center. Um, you know, they have Yusuf Nurkic. He's set to become a free agent. Um, I, I think that they would probably take. You know, they're probably they probably think they're closer to con- to, to contention and closer to to competing for something real here. Um, than most of these teams, you know, when they when at, for, after they jump in, I, I don't think they would take Jaden Ivey. Um, I think Shaden Sharp is someone they think about a little bit as, as kind of the most talented guy in the left in the draft. Um, but I think if if Portland is drafting fourth in, in this situation, I think they're taking Keegan Murray from Iowa, the guy we were just talking about. Um, like we said, like like uh, like Daniel and I said, um, the the big the big thing with. Uh, with him is he's a little bit older. Um, you know, he's, he's had a couple more years in school. You know, there's definitely a lot to be said about guy about, you know, there haven't been many guys his age to step in and be a star player, but with Damien Lillard there with Anthony Simons, who they really like there, you know, they have their backcourt set. Um, they, you know, they need some help on the wings. They need some defenders on the wing they're, They 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 were really missing, you know, kind of what they were hoping to get from Robert Cummington. They were missing, you know, what they lost now through Kaminu, what they lost in Trevor Reza. Um, and so I think that Keegan Murray fits them really, really, really well. Uh, Murray is a fantastic shooter. He really developed into a strong shooter at Iowa last year. Iowa had 
a, a really stellar offense, a really good offense, um, offense there. Uh, and so I do think that what would it, what would happen in this scenario where Portland gets the fourth pick in this draft? Um, I think that they would end up drafting Murray. He gives them instant instant shooting, instant defense, some instant length on the wings. Um, I think that he'll be able to contribute very, very quickly. They don't need him to be the star, so that pressure isn't really there. He'll just step right in and, and make a, a really big impact for them. I think that he would fit the Magic, too. If the Magic were drafting fourth, I think they take Shaden Sharp here again because we're looking for that uh, 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 stir you know, to, to mix things up. We'll talk about Jaden Ivey when we get to Jaden Ivey. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely share some of my concerns on him. I want to know what you guys think about Jaden Ivey um, because we're probably getting to him very, very soon here in, in this mock draft. Um, but I, I, I think Keegan Murray, I think the magic would really like him. Uh, you know, he checks a lot of their boxes. He's really strong defensively, got the good length, got the good wingspan, great shooter. Um, you know, just really would fit into what they're doing and kind of in the flow of what they're doing. Wouldn't have, they wouldn't have to change very much, uh, with him as well. But again, I, I think the reason why we would dock him a little bit is because he's not kind of the, the straw that stirs the drink, um, to use the Reggie Jackson parlance. Uh, and so I think that Murray, I think that Murray would be, a really good, um, a really good player to add. Um, I think that he would make a really good impact for any team that he plays for, but for a team like Portland, especially um, that's, that's an instant impact for them. That's an instant, uh, instant guy um, to, to add to the team, add to that team. Take another quick break so I can tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.net is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Uh, we're going to move on now to the fifth pick in the draft. Um, the Houston Rockets are up next with the fifth pick. Uh, so anyone want to jump in and make the pick for the Houston Rockets here at number five? I'm sure we'll get to some Jaden Ivey conversations uh, here, if, if you want to share your thoughts on Jaden Ivey, um, you know, I'm sure that's coming up. I, I, I'm curious what you guys think about Jaden Ivey as a potential fit with the Magic. I know I have my opinions, but this is your space as well to, 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 to enter in. So feel free to raise your hand, make a speaker request. I don't know exactly what the parlance is here um, in, in Twitter spaces. Uh, you know, again, I want you guys to interact as, as well and, and be part of this. It's Mock Draft Friday after all. Uh, so I want to, I want to, I want to, you know, I want you guys to help me out with with this mock, with this little mock draft that we're doing here. The Magic, of course, with the sixth pick. So we'll talk a little bit more about what the Magic's options are at six. Should the most likely and disaster scenario happen here for Orlando? Uh, so anyone want to jump in uh, and make the fifth pick for the Houston Rockets? Going once, going twice. Okay, no one, no one stepping in to take to pick for the Rockets. Um. Houston's this is a really interesting spot for Houston if they if they end up fifth with the way that this draft has gone you know I think they would be a good op, good place to to take Keegan Murray I think they'd be a candidate to take Chet Holmgren um you know they've got Jalen Green he's a good wing uh so you know I don't know if they would necessarily take Shaden Sharp and necessarily take a guy who is uh who is just uh who's who's that ball dominant like like them especially without a, a clear point guard um I do think that. Uh, this is where we would see Jaden Ivey go if if it's the Houston Rockets. I think Orlando would take um, would take uh, uh, Shaden Sharp here um, again for all the reasons that we've said and 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 all that. But I think that this is where 
Jaden Ivey goes uh, for the Houston Rockets. Um, I don't think he, you know, I have a lot of concerns about Jaden Ivey. I'm not going to lie. I'm trying to be more positive and focus on what guys can do because you can always get better. All these guys are super, 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 super young. So feel free to come in and give me the pro Jaden Ivey debate. I, I want I want to be convinced on Jaden Ivey. I really do. Um, a lot of people have tried to call him a baby John Morant, and, and you definitely see parts of that. He's really explosive. He can get to the basket. Um, he can create shots off the dribble. Uh, but I, I think his consistency was really concerning at Purdue. Um, he had a lot of shooters. Uh, his aggression at times, I think, was a little inconsistent as well. I would argue that the loss to the loss in the in the NCAA tournament to St. Francis. Not, I'm not putting it all on him, but I, I definitely was waiting for him to take over that game and, and waiting for him to kind of assert himself in that game, uh, and he just did. Whether it was, I don't think it was the defense necessarily doing that. I think that the zone really bothered him. I think Purdue's game plan wasn't great. I'm usually a big Matt Painter fan, um, as a Big Ten person myself. Um, I, I don't think they had a great game plan for that, For that, and, and they tried to overuse the post and, and didn't really play their game. They kind of got taken out of the game. So I don't want to put too much emphasis on that. But you look at Jay Nivey, there were a lot of stinkers. There were a lot of bad games. As much as there's these explosive dunks, there are also just these really bad in-between shots and really just kind of terrible shot decisions and shot making. Um, so, you know, I'm not merely giving him to Houston because I don't want Orlando to have him. Um, there's, you know, honestly, like I will say this, I get a lot of Dennis Smith Jr. vibes off of off of Jay Nivey. Um, you know, you see all the tools there. You see the potential there. I was a big Dennis Smith Jr. guy in that draft. I was not surprised when they took Jonathan Isaac. Um, but I wanted Dennis Smith Jr. for all the reasons that we've talked about some of these other players that we want them. Uh, but at the same time, you know, Ivy still got the explosiveness. Um, he's still got all these all these tools, but he's not a great outside shooter. Uh, he has he's very ball dominant. Um, and, and if he's not getting to the basket, if he's not finishing at the rim. It's like, okay, what else can you do? I, I don't think he's elite at the things that are putting him in this spot in the draft to say, okay, if this doesn't hit, what happens next? You know, Paolo Bancaro, I, I think what he does, um, it, it's going to hit in some capacity, even if he's just like Andrew Wiggins. And again, Andrew Wiggins came in, huge hype, first overall pick, didn't live up to that, but he's still a very useful NBA player. Um, you know, again, if he, he had, he, it took him a while to accept that role. Um, Chet Holmgren, Mo Bamba is still a useful NBA player, even if he's not everything everyone imagined. You don't know what you're going to pay him. Um, Keegan Murray, if he's not a, a star, he's a great shooter. Jabari Smith, if he's not a star, he's a great shooter. There's these fallbacks. And, and the reason why I'm, I'm just getting increasingly lower on Jay Nivey is I don't see the fallback. I don't see what he is if he isn't the best version of himself. And again, I don't think he's John Morant. I don't think that that he's that level. You go back and look at Jaws' level of play, um, you know, even against state, one of the best defenses in the, in the nation, he struggled to shoot, but he kept doing good things. He was a great passer. He was a great rebounder. He, he, he had, had a triple double in that game. If I'm not mistaken, he had a triple double in, in an NCAA tournament game. Jay Nivey's not doing that. If his assists are up, if his assists were up like six, seven, eight a game, if he was a great playmaker, um, then I'd be a lot higher on him. But the fact that he's just a scorer, um, you know, especially again for the magic, at least looking at their roster situation, I honestly pass on Jaden Ivey. I, I would take Shaden Sharp ahead of him. I might take Keegan Murray ahead of him. Again, the, the Magic need a guy that's going to kind of drive the action forward. But the Magic are locked in with a lot of young guards. The Magic are locked in with young players everywhere. That's part of the problem with the roster and part of the reason why the Magic are going to have to make some moves here in the very near future to, to, to consolidate this roster a little bit uh, and, and, uh, and, 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 and make sure they're focusing on the guys they actually want to play. Bringing Jay Nivey in would, would kind of muddle all that up. So I'm not merely picking him at five because I want Houston to have him. I don't want to have to deal with him with the Magic. Um, I might take Ben Ben Matherin over him at this point as well. Um, call me crazy on that. Uh, you know, again, I'm looking. Someone make someone make the pro Jay Nivey argument for me. If you want to jump in and make a pro Jay Nivey Ivy argument, I want to hear it. Um, you know, again, it's not that I dislike Jay Nivey. I think he can be a really good player, and I might be completely off on this, but I do have concerns that there's no fallback for him if he doesn't hit. As his as his number one guy, or as his as his main uh, as his, as the number one guy on a team. Like, what else is he going to do? Where else does he fit if he doesn't hit um, to that extent? Again, please, 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 please jump in here and make the argument. Um, you know, I think this is one of the big debates that's probably going on in a lot of front offices uh, and a lot of uh, organizations as they try to figure things out. Houston, I think, would be a really good place. He can just kind of replace what Kevin Porter Jr. is doing. They've got Jalen Green. Him and Jalen Green, I think, would play really well off of each other uh, and give themselves a really good chance to 
to kind of grow and develop together. And I, and I, and I think that is a place uh, that we can go. So our first four, our first five picks here in this mock draft, we had um, Paolo Bancaro going number one to San Antonio. We had, uh, um, uh, shoot, who do I have? Jabari Smith going number two to Indiana. We had Chet Holmgren going number three to Oklahoma City. Keegan Murray going number four to Portland. And Jaden Ivey going number five to Houston. We have landed at the number six pick, which has gone to the Orlando Magic. I see all you in here listening. I, I, I want to know from some of you, I ask this every day when I do my Tankathon spin of the day, who are you taking at number six? Um, let's, let's, let's make some picks. Let's get to some of these guys. Uh, who the Magic might be taking should this most likely and worst case scenario occur for the Orlando Magic. If you would like to jump on, uh, make a speaker request, raise your hand, do some interaction. I don't know exactly how Twitter spaces work. Um, and, uh, and we will, we will go from, we will go from there. I, I want to know who you would pick um, if, who you would pick if you're drafting for the Orlando Magic here at the sixth pick. Um, I will make my pick. I think it's fairly obvious. Um, I think, I think a lot of us would say, would, would, would say who this is going to be. Um, and honestly, like, like uh, feel free to make your reactions known to make sure I'm not crazy, to make sure uh, I'm, I'm, I, I see, your, see your support or your displeasure um, as I'm going to go ahead and make the pick uh, for the Orlando Magic. For the Orlando Magic uh, at number six, I, I'm going to take Shaden Sharp um, of Kentucky. Uh, again, I think that there's definitely a lot of mystery about Shaden Sharp, but I, I don't think there's any denying the talent that he has. Um, if the Magic do land with the sixth pick and they end up with Shaden Sharp, uh, I don't think they will be upset. I think they will, you know, they they end up getting a player with the kind of talent level, with the kind of um, with the kind of ability that you would expect from a top overall guy. Um, you know, I know I do know some draft pro- some draft experts who believe Shaden Sharp is the best player in this draft or would be one of the better players in this draft. Um, the only question is he hasn't played in a year. We haven't seen him play. You know, he's been practicing with Kentucky, so it's not like he hasn't been playing. Um, it's not like he hasn't been going up against, you know, high caliber college level guys, but obviously it's different than game pressure, different than games. And so no one's really seen him play. I've watched a little high school tape on him. I watched a little bit of his tape. This guy does have a lot of the tools that you would, you would hope for. He's, he's big for a guard. Um, you know, he's got, I think he's got decent wingspan for a guard. So I think you could play him a little bit at the three in the same way that the magic played. Gary Harris at the three. He's got good range. I, I saw him hit some NBA threes pretty comfortably, um, even some logo threes pretty comfortably. He's, I think he's pretty strong too. Like I saw a lot of the highlights that I saw were two leg dunks from inside the paint, um, you know, kind of dump offs. Um, and so it's just a question of, does he have the, ha- does he have the handle to, to get to his spots in the NBA? Uh, and can he kind of grow that mid range game, especially the, as, as I like to call the mid range game, the provenance of the stars. Um, Shane Sharp, I think, it would be a really good would be a really good pick for the Magic. No matter where they take them, there might be some guys that they like a little bit better. Um, some guys that they're a little bit more comfortable taking. Uh, you know, this is this is definitely an interesting draft. And in then, how risky are the Magic willing to be with this pick? They've got a lot of really good players, a really a lot of really nice players, but no star. So, would they push in for a guy that has star potential at the risk of not having you know him just completely missing? Is that a risk that they're willing to take? Uh, or you know, again, so do you go for the home run hit, or do you go for the double or triple? double that you can leg into a triple or a triple that you can make into a home run though. You know, that's kind of the deal. I mean, like Franz Wagner to me last year, I, you know, I I'm noted on this. I, 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 eat, I will eat my words on this. I had Franz Wagner is too safe of a pick. I thought he was a, a, a good double, but that turned, that was a double that turned into a triple. That was a double that maybe turned into a home run um, with the, with the way that he played. So, you know, you definitely want to find some of those guys. And, and I think shade Shaden sharp is definitely versatile enough. Uh, to be uh, to, to to potentially be drafted higher than six, he may not even be there at six um, at this rate. Like I said, if Houston really likes him, and you're stuck with the choice between Jay Nivey and and Ben Natherin. Um, again, I think that's a really tough choice. Um, and so I'm going to play that scenario out here as we get set as we close down this mock draft, uh, the, at least the mock draft portion of this Twitter space. Um, if the choice, if let's say Houston takes Shaden Sharp at five. I want to know from you guys, who would you take between Jaden Ivey and, and Ben Matherin? Or would you take even someone else besides Ben Matherin? I want to know who, who are your guys outside of this top six and what would it take for you to take them at six um, in this draft? So please jump on, jump on in with, with your thoughts and comments. We're, we're, we're completing our mock, uh, the mock draft portion. Um, if you have any magic questions at all, feel free to make a speaker request. Feel free to raise your hand. 
jump on in and, and join the conversation as well. This this Twitter space is is here for you. I'll, I'll hang out here um, as long as you guys have questions. As long as if if y'all want to participate or not, um, you know, again, that that's that's definitely your choice. Uh, I, I but the question at bar right now is if Shane Sharp's gone at five and you're left with the choice of Jane Nivey and then Matherin or whoever else. Who are you taking? Who 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 do you see that's not necessarily in everyone's top six that the Magic could surprisingly take in the top six? Um, ben Matherin for me, like like I've said, I'm really comfortable with seven guys in this draft. Um, you know, the six guys that we've talked about in Ben Matherin. So if if I'm defaulting to Ben Matherin, that's why I am really comfortable taking Ben Matherin in this draft. I think he's a great defender. Um, I think that he's an improving three-point shooter. He's really still young young in the game, so I think there's still a lot of upside for him to grow. Uh, he can be a great scorer. Um, I don't think that's necessarily the ceiling that he's going to hit. I don't think I think his level is is probably as a nice three and D player um, with the potential to be a little bit more, honestly, to be a lot more um, if he can if he can still get there. Uh, but uh, I, I think his chances of getting there are a lot lower than some of these other guys. Like Keegan Murray, I think is a very safe pick. Wouldn't surprise me if that's Ben Matherin that goes. Uh, to Portland at that pick, although I think he's more of a two than a three necessarily. Um, but I, I think that's that's the that's the big question there. Um, again, I, I am if if you can't tell if I'm if I'm passing on Jay Nivey at six, I am very low on Jay Nivey right now. I'm I'm just I'm just struggling to see a where he fits with this Magic team uh, and b like what again like I said what happens if he doesn't hit? What happens if he isn't? The best guy on your team. What happens if he isn't on the ball? Those those are my big questions when it comes to Jaden Ivey. Again, I want to know. Convince me otherwise. Tell me why you would take Jaden. Tell me. Tell me what what you see in Jaden Ivey that I'm missing. Um, and, and again, I want to know who you would take outside of that top six group that we've said um, that that could maybe sneak into the top six if the Magic uh, take the six pick. So feel free to raise your hand, make a reaction or something. I'll I'll, I'll try and. I'll try and jump in, and of course, I'll uh, let you on as well. This is supposed to be a, a, an interactive period, an interactive time uh, for us as well. So, um, again, I'll, uh, and again, if you have any other magic questions, feel free to jump on with those as well. Obviously, we got free agency coming up, uh, and, and plenty more as we as we start to wrap up here on our on our mock draft Friday. And again, um, my my hope and my plan is that we will be able to do mock draft Friday fairly regularly until the NBA draft, uh, until the NBA draft lottery for sure. Um, and possibly even beyond uh, as we get, as we lead into the NBA draft. So we'll have plenty more of these conversations. Um, I want to make this more, I want I want to be more interactive with you, more, more kind of face to face with you when I can. So definitely, def, definitely don't think that this is the last time we'll be doing this as well. Um, seeing that there are uh, no 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 more comments that want to be made. Again, this is uh, my main voyage on Twitter Spaces. So uh, feel free to uh, message me or or let me know if there's anything more I can improve. Um, uh, we got a request again here. Uh, Shay Gorgeous, how you doing, man? Yeah, um, I was just thinking, I feel like Jaden Ivey, like if you miss out on Jabari Smith, Chad Humphrey, or Paolo, um, I feel like Jaden Ivey's like a no brainer on the board. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, 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 that's definitely the convention. And, and, and I, you know, I think I'm, I think in the draft process, um, we do tend to kind of like, get stuck in our own thoughts and and see what we want to see in a lot of these players. Like I, I try to go into the draft very much saying, asking myself, what can a guy do over what a guy can't do? Um, if that makes sense. Cause I think, especially we try to talk ourselves out of players as much as we try to talk ourselves into players. I would not be upset if the magic took Jaden Ivy at four or whoever takes Jaden Ivy at four. I've had Jaden Ivy four on my board for a long time, but you know, I, I think especially for this magic team, they're pretty invested in Markel Fultz. They want to give him his chance. You know, Cole Anthony, you know, they've got Jalen Suggs, who I think they still really like. Um, they've got Cole Anthony, who I think they still like, but want to bring off the bench. Um, it, it For this Magic team especially, it, it's easier to talk myself out of Jaden Ivey. But again, I, I agree with you. Ivey could hit big. I mean, he could be really good. He's a really, he's really great at getting the basket. He's a really good finisher. Um, so I, I don't want to... I don't want to like completely dismiss him. I don't think I, I think I'm lower on him than a lot of people. Um, and and so again, I I want someone to convince me that I'm wrong. I, I am sure I'm wrong. I am sure I'm 100 wrong on Jay Ivey. But like I, I'm a Big Ten guy. I've watched him a lot. Every time I watch him, um, I feel like he's either not aggressive or he's 
he's just not making the right decisions at the right times. And you look at his numbers, the three-point shooting's not quite there. He's not a great playmaker or passer. So it's like, okay, you better be an elite scorer in, in my mind if, if you're going to do that. And, and I don't think he's quite there, if that makes sense. I mean, again, you're 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 the conventional thinking, though. So, so I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, I think if like if someone's gonna be coming out of this draft and averaging like 25 a game in like five years, it's either gonna be Paolo or um, Jaden Ivey. Yeah, no, I I'd agree with that. I I I think that is, I think that's that's 100 correct. Um, that, you know, again, if Ivy hits, he's gonna hit big. <laughs> for sure. Uh, appreciate appreciate it, Shay. Um, appreciate Shay for for jumping on with with the with the comment. Um, if there's any uh, if there's anyone else that has a comment or, or wants to ask a question real fast, um, please feel free to jump in. Um, you know, I'll 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 hang out here for a little while, but I'm gonna go ahead and close out locked on locked on Magic, which I am reporting as well for this. Um, if you don't know, I do host a daily uh, Orlando Magic podcast as well, Locked On Magic. You can subscribe. You can find find us on Twitter. You can subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himmo, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, all the fun places to download podcasts. Your podcast enabled listening device. Um, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily. You're here on a Twitter space. So you understand that, and you can follow my personal Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD if you want to ask any more questions about the Orlando Magic or anything else. This has been Friday's episode of Locked the Magic. We'll do another Twitter space next week if you want to join. So do appreciate everyone jumping in there. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.